Help of Hashem, we are learning Bavakama Daf Nun Dalid. We left off on Daf Nun Dalid on a dal of 17 lines from the top of the Amit. We are learning the Sugya of Boir. The Pasik and Parshas Mishpatim Perik Chaf Aleph Pasik Lamad Gimel says that the Chayifta Chish Boir, if a man uncovers a pit, if a man digs a pit, and he doesn't cover it, the nafal shama and in it falls an ox or a donkey. And as we are learning that the person who dug the pit, who we are calling the Baal Habayr, by the way, he's not exactly the owner of the pit, because we are also referring to a pit in the public domain, and he's responsible not only if an ox or a donkey falls in there and they die or they get injured, but he's really responsible for any living creature that fell in there that died or got injured. And the question is, how do we know that the Torah was speaking about all Balechayim? So the, we left off that we don't know it from a klal or prato klal, but we do know it. This is in line, the 16th line from the top of the Amid, that since the Pasuk says, in Pasuk Lamed Dalid, that Baal Habayr Yishalem, Kesev Yoshev Lepa'olev, and the Pasuk concludes with the words, Vahameis Yeloi, so from those words we learned, Kol Dvar Misa, in other words, anything that is subject to death, is something for which the Baal Habayr is Chayef to make compensation for. Oh, so now asks the Gemara, that if we are not learning, we read the Rashi yesterday, if we're not learning it from a klal or prat we're learning it simply from the words vahames yeloi kol devar misam. So frek the gemara on the seventeenth line, bein lerabanan the kamemayit luhu lekelim. A question is going to be both on the sages that exclude kelim, right? Shoyd v'loy adam, chamoyd v'loy kelim, and bein lerabi yehuda that from the word oy, the Torah could have said v'nafal shama shoyd vachamoyd. The Torah actually says, They are marbe kelim. The question is, kelim b'nei misa ninu? Are kelim objects that are subject to death? And this is a question, both on the Chachamim and on Rabbi Yehuda. Let's read it out on Ashi. Kelim, it's mamash on the right side of where we are in the Gemara. Kelim b'nei misa ninu, bitmiya. So, what's the question on the Chachamim? V'lom leikra. Why do the sages need to exclude Kalim from Hamoid Veloy Kalim? They're not included to begin with. The Torah really only spoke about an ox or a donkey. Why are we including all, b'nei, all, uh, all of the living beings? Because it says, something that's subject to death is something for which the Balabayrus Chayev. Kalim are not subject to death. They don't live or die, they're whole, they break. And the question on the Rabbi Yehuda is, how can the, the Rabbi Yehud include Kalim from the word Oi if the Pasuk says Vahamesi Eloi? The Torah is speaking about things that are subject to death. Kalim are not subject to death. Answers the Gemara Amri, Shevirasan, Zuhi Misasan. That figuratively speaking, when a Kali dies, you can so to say it died. In other words, you, it's an answer both for Rabbi Yehud and for the Chachamim. It doesn't, it is not necessarily excluded. It's not necessarily included. In other words, the Chachamim hold that the Hamesi Eloi, Taka, without an extra limud of Chamoir Veloi Kalim, the Hamesi Eloi, 
And the Chachamim all that figuratively, Kalim also can break. Kalim can also die. They died. They broke. But now that the Torah says the Chamoir, the Torah is mighty Kalim. And likewise, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda held that you need to include Kalim. Why does Rabbi Huda say that Oi is Larabo's Kalim? Because if without the Oi, you would not have included Kalim. Because Rabbi Huda would have said, they don't die. So it works for both. Now, the Gemara asks another question. We learned before the Machlekes, Rav and Shmuel, regarding a Barbir Shosarabim, even though, of course, the person caused something to fall and to get banged in the bottom of the pit. But Rav holds, since in Rishusarabim, the Karka's Karka Oilam, and the Karka was there before, and for that you're only called a Grama, you are actually Chayv only Lehevloi. Lehevloi can kill something that's breathing. But how can Hevel be a Mazik to break Halem? So here again, the question is, Don't forget that both of these Tanayim, either they have a Pasuk to exclude it, or they have a Pasuk to include it. Why do you need a Pasuk? You should not need it not to exclude it, nor to include it. Why not? Because How can foul ear affect the keli, Gavaldik. So here also they answer. Now this answer is a very little bit of a doichik. So they answered that, do you know where there's a machlekes chachamim and Rabbi Yehuda? Whether you're for a keli, that's only bechadete, only a new kelim. Many explain, it's not just that it's new, but it wasn't yet put in the kelim. That means it's not hardened yet. And therefore, the mipake mehavla, it can burst because of it being in a place where the ear is very stuffy. Which taka would mean, according to this, that stama keli that falls into a void and it breaks only because of the chavata, then no one will hold your chayef. Not even Rabbi Yehuda. And the chachamim don't even need to exclude it. Because for chavata, you only a grama. Now there are other, there's Yerushalmi, I think, that says that even an old keli, if it sits a long time in a place where there's foul air, that also will make it very weak. So that's not limiting it as much as we are limiting here in Bavli. Anyways, now the Gemara is still unhappy with this whole approach. How can you learn from the words anything that's subject to death, which basically means all living beings, and perhaps even new kalim that can sort of say break, which means figuratively die, that these words, we just learned this yesterday, and we learned this many times before, if a person had an ox, or any other animal, animal that the animal was hegdish, and the animal then got a blemish, and the person redeemed the animal. And then the halacha is that even though after you redeem it, we're not speaking about a bachar now, we're speaking about an animal that you are magdash to go on the mizbeach, the owner can use the animal, but you have limits. While it's living, you can't work with it. While it's living, you cannot share it. You cannot use its milk. And if it died without shechita, you're not allowed to give it to the dogs. No, there's a certain amount of vestige of kedusha that is in it, that demands a certain level of covet, of respect. Now, 
the din there is that if an animal that's Suli Hamikdashim that was already redeemed, so now it's back my chulin. If that fell into your pit, you're potted. The balabayr is potted. Shenemar, because the pasuk says, and these are the words from which we learn it, v'hamei meaning only when the original owner of the animal gets to keep the carcass does the Baal Habayr have to compensate him for the difference. But Yatzazer, this Shoir, that was Suli HaMikdashim, She'ein HaMei Shaloi, he cannot use it. Because Nevela normally give it to the dogs. Like Kelaf Tashlichu Noisai. Suli HaMikdashim cannot be fed to the dogs. Just an example. You can't have enough from it. You have to bury it. So, and you learn that from HaMei Shaloi. So going back to the question, how do you know that when the Torah says Shoir, Oy Chamoir, does it mean all living animals and even birds? Answers the Gemara El So we go back. It's not from the Klal Prato Klal, and it's not from the Vahamesi Eloi, but it's from another line that we have in Pasuk Lamed Dalit. There also, again, it says that Bal Habardi Yishalim, Kesev Yashiv Lebaolov. Money he shall he shall return money to its owner. Lerabis called the Isle Baolim. Anything that has an owner. Is something for which the Balabayr has to compensate. Oh, this is Gavaldic. Because here, not only are we including living things, we're including Taka, anything that has an owner. Now it fits Lerabanan. If you want to exclude Kalim, you have to exclude it. Because they are now included. So now the question is, Afilo Hachi, if you're Chayv to pay for anything that has an owner, Afilo, Kalim, Va'adam, Nami, you should be Chayv if Kalim falls in there. Or if a person falls in there, now by the way, does a person have an owner? A person doesn't have an owner. It must be that the Adam here is Evet. Now we know the din is that if an Evet falls into the bar, Evet Kanani, if my shoyer kills your Evet Kanani, I got to pay you 30 shekel. If my bar in it falls your Evet Kanani, I don't have to pay you anything. Because it's excluded, that why is it excluded? It has an owner. So now the Gemara explains for this Amakra, according to the Chachamim, Shoir Velayadam, Chamar Velaykalim. In other words, the moment the Torah says, Kesev Yashav Lebaalav, the Torah needn't even give an example. When the Torah gives an example, it's to exclude Ulanab Yehuda, the Kamar Belohulekalim. So now the Gemara is asking something that we mentioned yesterday already. This isn't only a question on the last answer. This is a question on the previous answers also. But let's go with the last answer. Now that the words Kesev Yoshev Lebaolov obligates the Baal Habar to pay for anything that has an owner, to pay to the owner, Bishlai Meshoyer, Rabbi Yehuda uses for a Chiddush, Lamayit Adam, that you're not chayv to compensate a man. And not even an Evid who has an owner. El Chamoir. The Chachamim use Chamer, Chamer Veloikelim, but Chamer, my Mamayid Bey, why are we excluding with Chamer? According to Rabbi Yehuda, you're Chayv to pay for Kalim. Now, how do we know you're Chayv to pay for Kalim? From the Kesav Yashul Baalov. So, Elo Amarava, so Rava says, this is very unusual that you should know that Chamer, the bird, with Rabbi Yehuda. That the Pasek here, and Pasek Lamed Gimel, Venafal Shama, Chamer, Shoir, Oi Chamer. The, the Torah, the Torah's mentioning of Chamer. And likewise, Viseh, the Aveda. So as in Parshas Kiseitze, when the Torah is teaching us the mitzvah regarding Hashavah's Aveda, the Torah speaks out there examples that if you're going to find Shoir of someone of your friend, Oiseyoi 
Nidachim v'hisalam tomehem. The pasuk actually mentions. Look, look, let's look inside the second to last Rashi in this Amid. Seda Avedom, Kivin Diksiv. At the end of Parshas Kiseitzei, when the Torah gives us the positive commandment, the Torah says that the Chayin Tasa Lachol Avedas Ochicha. And the pasuk, what's the Chayin Tasa? The pasuk beforehand says, Hashev Teshivim Lachicha. If something is lost. Give it back, return it. Obviously, with all the details that we're learning about Metziah, the guy has to give some on him. But once you identify the owner, there's a positive mitzvah to give back what? The Torah concludes with the words, L'chol So the question is, Lomali, the cause of Rachmana, the Torah gives examples. The examples that are there is Chamoir, the Shoir, the Seh, the Silma. Right? So on Pedekele Metziah, Darshin and Lahu Lekulu, the Torah explains why each example is needed. Lebar misah. The Torah does not have a limud for which we understand why the Torah needed to write an example of seh. When it's all included in the words, l'cholah So Rava says that according to Rabbi Yehuda, the mentioning of chamoir by boir, according to everyone, seh da'veh is kasha, pashat by the time the Gemara was written, the Amirayim were bothered. They didn't exactly know what is learned from these two words. Moving on. We learned in the Mishnah that if a person dug a pit, and then the Mishnah spoke about a shoir, let's read the words of the Mishnah that we're quoting here in Dafnun Dalad in the bottom of the two dots. Nafalotoichai shoir chedesh, a shoir, deaf mute, a shoita. A imbecile is the haray, there's a smart, there's a smart shirt, there's an imbecile shirt. And the cotton, the cotton means an ox that was not trained to plow. So it's still running around wildly. In all of these cases, chayev. Now when we learn the Mishnah, we already explained the Mishnah according to the maskan of the Gemara. Namarad Gidon, you kept on asking, who's the chedesh, the owner or the shayr? Who's the cotton, the owner or the shayr? So the Gemara says, my shayr chedesh shayt of cotton. If the chedesh doesn't go on the ox, it goes on the owner. Or shoyed is of, the owner is a shaita, Or the shoyed is owned by a cotton. Which would imply that shoyed shall pikeach. If the shoyed is owned by a smart person, what then you're potted? It doesn't make sense. El Omer Rabbi Yechanan explains that. Rabbi Yechanan knows shoyed shuhu chedesh. Shoyed shuhu shaita. As we teach the Mishnah, that when is the Bala bird chayev for someone's animal who falls into if the animal is a uh, deaf mute, if the animal is a shaita, if the animal is a minor, again, it wasn't yet trained to walk with a yoke. But the Gemara wants to understand, turning to that Nundaladam at base, are you telling me that only then are you chayev? If the shayt is intelligent, you are exempt. Now, by the way, that's going to be the maskana. But we don't know that yet. How can that be? What difference does it make? So, Rabbi Yirini attempts to answer that, of course, if the shayt is smart, you're chayef. The Mishnah is telling you a chiddish that even if the shayt is mentally underdeveloped relative to the ox, even there you're chayef. And that's a chiddish. And he explains it beautifully. That loy mi ba'yikamar, loy mi ba'yishar shupi keach. Of course, if I dig a pit 
and an intelligent ox falls in there that the pit digger known as the Baal Habayr is because you caused the shayt to fall in there you dug a pit Avul Shol Chedesh or if the shayt is a shayta or if the shayt is a minor Ema you might think that the damager can tell the damaged party I'm Chayiv I blame the victim the act's deafness was part of the reason that it fell in there. Or, the act's use, the fact that your ox is running around wild and you, the owner, allowed your ox to roam in the street, it's also your fault. That is part of the cause. And therefore, I'm trying to get out of the hook, the lifter. So that's why the Mishnah needed to tell you that even if the ox is mentally deranged, bottom line is, I can't blame the ox's owner. I can't blame the ox. I made the pit. I'm responsible for the animal falling in the pit. And the trader tells me that I'm chayf to pay for the damages. That is the initial answer, which will be refuted. One second. But it says clearly in Abraisa that that if a bardas falls into a pit, then the then the bal is spotted. And my love, does that Braisa not refer to a ox who's intelligent? And the Braith is saying that if an intelligent ox falls into the pit, the Balabayr is spotted. So he says, no, 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 no. Bardas means an Adam. We just learned, Shoyed Veloy Adam. If an Adam falls into the pit, you are exempt. The problem is that the exemption of paying for Adam who dies in a pit doesn't necessarily have to be for an Adam that's intelligent. And if an Adam is not intelligent, the trade exempts the Balabayr to pay for a human being who dies, who falls and dies in a pit. But Elamato Adam Bendas who the potter. But Lab Bendas Chayiv. It's not Emes. Shorvelo Yodim Ksiv answers the Gemara, and that's what it means. Not intelligent. A shaita. Yeah. Elamai. So the Gemara says Elamai Bendas. Bendas doesn't mean it means a person, but it doesn't mean only a person that's intelligent. It means Min Bendas. It's from the intelligent species. Who is the intelligent species? A human being. So again, the Gemara says it's not true. We learned clearly. There's a b'risa that says that if I dig a pit, which I shouldn't have, and I didn't cover it, I should have covered it, and an ox that's a normal ox falls in there, I'm exempt. So Rava retracts, and now we're learning here the way we learned it when we learned the Mishnah that shoyer v'hu chedesh. Shoyed v'hu shoyta. Shoyed v'hu the shoyed is a cotton. Dafke only then is the Baal Habar chayf to pay. For the damage, for the death. Avol shoyed v'hu pikeach. Let's add another detail. And it was during the day. In other words, it was during a time that the shoyed, if the shoyed would have just done what a shoyed does, which is using his mind, he would have avoided the pit. Then I am exempt from paying from the damages. And again, we find here in Bavakama this concept, if you want to word it negatively, yeah, blame the victim. But we don't word it that way. Whenever there's a mazik and a nizik, even of course the mazik is the primary problem here. If there was a possibility, if it was within the norm for the nizik to prevent himself or herself of getting damaged, then it's not so simple to be mechaib the mazik always. And to add another detail, Medina shamayim is Medina shamayim. Medina Shemaim, you're a lot more chayiv. We're speaking about Dina Yadam. In a basin to be mechayiv, a mazik, it has to be in a case where the nizik normally could not have avoided 
himself, herself, itself of getting damaged. My Tama, the first white line, the The ox should have looked where it's walking. And an ox that's, that's a pikech looks where it's walking. So if the ox behaved unusual, yes, I am part of the problem, I won't be chayv to pay in a basin. Now, Toysavis, we learned this before in Davchav Zayin, points out the following, when we're speaking about a person falling in the pit, and let's just repeat that the exemption of the balabur, paying for an Adam, is only if an Adam dies. If an Adam falls into a pit and gets damaged, the balabur is chayv. And the Gemara there says, the person should have looked where they're walking. So the Gemara in Davchav Zayin says, that that it's not usual for people to look where they're walking. So look at this, says Toysavis, that a human being, that's that the reason why God made us in his image, which also means that we walk upright, is by nature, if a person walks upright, they are able to see the ground, but they're able to see the heavens. An ox, says, or an animal, they walk on all four, that by nature they can only see the ground. Now there, the Hayyim is speaking about something that a person's ability is to rise above just the Gashmias. But even physically, an ox that walks on all four, here we say, the ox should have looked where it's walking, and it normally does. A human being, we say no, that a human being who's intelligent, sometimes the smarter the person, the less they look where they're walking. When they're, when they're walking, their minds are in the heavens. And therefore, if they fall and get injured, you are chayef to pay. And we learned this yesterday. Clearly, if an ox, that's a chedish. If the ox is a shaita, if the ox is a cotton, or if an ox is blind, that is when you're chayef. Or, or if an ox, which is intelligent, not a chedish, not a shaita, not a cotton, not blind, but it's at night, that's when you're chayef, the balaboy. But, potter. Because of the concept that Okay, now we're starting with a new Mishnah. The very easy Yomid. What the Mishnah and the Gemara is going to do is going to show us that when we learned now in the Parsha of Boir, with the Pasik, again, Pedic of Allah, Pasik Lamed Gimel, the Chiyifta Chish Boir, the Chiyichre Ishbor, the Loy Chaseno, the Nafal Shama, Shoir Oy Chamoir. So we know that shoyer chamor doesn't dafka mean shoyer chamor. We just had this whole amid that shoyer chamor means any living creature that falls in there, the balabayt is chayef to pay. There are seven other times in the Torah. In other words, there is a total of eight times that the Torah uses as an example a shoyer or a chamor, and it doesn't only mean a shoyer or a chamor. That the dinay Torah refers to all animals. And let's read it out in the Mishnah. There's a total of eight dinim, and the Rebbe and the Mishnah put them all together. Says the Mishnah, Echad Shoyr Echad Kol Behema. That even though, as we're going to say, we're going to see there are times the Torah mentions ox, it doesn't only mean an ox, it means all behemoths. Now, by the way, the word behema sometimes is a more limited word used only for domesticated animals. Many times in the Torah, the word behema refers to only the three categories, right, that goes on the Mizbeach, which is oxen, which also means cows, and lambs and goats. Sometimes behemoths refer to chaya as well. All animals. And we'll see here that behemoth means anything. Any living being. Even birds, as we'll see so. That Number one, regarding the din. Huh? All of them. All animals. Number one, for the din of someone who uncovered or dug a pit. And then 
Shoyre Chamor doesn't mean only Shoyre Chamor. It doesn't mean Kalim, Machloik is Tanayim. It doesn't mean Adam who got killed. But it means a lot more than Shoyre Chamor. Number two, Lahafrosh Asar Sinai and Parshas Yisroi. When Hashem gave us the mitzvah of Hagbalah, and the mitzvah of Hagbalah was that the fence was put around Har Sinai. And we were told that no animal, and the words in the Pasuk is, Im behema im ish lo that not animal nor man will not live. Up until the moment that the Meshach Hayoyvel, then, Hema Yalabahar. By Maimon Har Sinai, the Kedusha was not forever. There was a certain point where the Kedusha went away. Big Machloik is exactly when that is. There's actually, there are those opinions who hold that the Kedusha of Har Sinai stayed there for as long as we were there. And we were around Har Sinai almost a year. We got there to Shchidosh Sivan. It's written in the Chumash. And it's also, we left, it's written in the Chumash, Chaf Iyar the next year. Which means a year minus 10 days we were there. And that's when we had the Meshach HaYoyvel. But be that as it may, the trader says, in Behema Inish. But it doesn't only mean in Behema. As we'll see later, not even a bird was allowed to go on Har Sinai. Then number three, in Parshas Mishpatim, when the trader is teaching us the din of a Ganif, that if someone, God forbid, steals, says the Pasik, in Himatsay, Timatsay, Biyadei Hagneva. And then the trader says, Mishoir, At Chamoir, Remember that? Chayim, Shnaim, Mishalim. So the Torah gives an example, Shoir, Chamoir, Seh. But the truth is the din of a Ganif needing to pay back double of what he or she stole isn't only Shoir, Chamoir, Seh. Din number four, La Shavasaveh, that we just mentioned this in Laman Aleph, that's from Parshas Kiseitzeh. Can even though the Torah concludes, Takav, Chol, the trader gives examples. The trader gives four examples, as we mentioned. The shoyr, the chamoyr, the seh, oiseyoy, oisilma, silma asreyecha. But it's not only for the three animals. It's any animal that belongs to someone else that you find. The trader says, return it to your friend. Din number five, the din of prika. Prika means unloading. This is a pasik in parashas mishpatim. Right, the famous trader of the holy Balshamtiv. Kisira chamoir soyna acha roivitz tachas masoi. Right, if you see the, the animal, the trader says donkey of your friend that is uh, crouching because of the burden on it. And the chaldaltam azavloi, the trader says, are right, you going to hold yourself back from helping the donkey because he belongs to your enemy? The trader says, Ozev tazavimoi, help the donkey. Well, there's a mitzvah to unload an animal if it can't take the load. That is a mitzvah, not only on a chamor, it's on all animals. Din number six, la chasima. This is a pasik in Pashas Kiseitsei, while a shoir is threshing, while an ox is threshing, don't muzzle its mouth. Because we have to allow an animal to eat while it's working, obviously, to allow it to eat from your belongings. It's not a mitzvah to allow your animal to eat from someone else's belonging. That's Geneva. That was the mile of Avram Avinu and other tzaddikim that the Torah makes a point that when the animals were in the properties of others, they did muzzle their animals. But there is a prohibition not to muzzle the mouth of an animal. The Torah uses the words, Leisachsoim Shoir. doesn't mean Shoir. It means any animal. Din number seven, Lekelayim. Now interestingly, Kelayim really includes two. Let's read the Rashi inside. Look inside the Mishnah, right? Like Kelayim, Zakhtarashi, number one, there is a mitzvah of Laharva'ah. 
which means cross-mating, putting together animals from different species. The, and that's a love that's written in Parsha's Kedoshim. Afalgab, the words in the Pasuk in Kedoshim is, I'm reading inside Rashi, Behem So you would limit it to behemoths. means you can limit it either to all domesticated animals, sometimes you can limit it only, like we said, to oxen, or to sheep and to goats. But it's because the issue of mating animals of different species goes to birds, it goes to chayas, and we'll see in the Gemara and Daphnun Hay, to a certain degree it goes to fish, even though we're going to learn in Mitzvah Shema next year the Tresvis that speaks about the, that you can't mate fish. We'll see, we'll see that in Mitzvah Shema next year. And so Kalayim goes to mating. So even though the Tresvis says Behem doesn't only mean Behem all living creatures are not allowed to be mated together. And number two, the Chain says Rashi Li'in Kalayim, the Hanaga, meaning plowing. And that's a Pasuk and Parshish Kisaitse, where it says, Don't plow a field with a Shoyer and a Chamoyer. Now, it doesn't only mean a Shoyer and a Chamoyer. It means any two animals. No two animals can be used together. The question is, why can a person schlep a wagon with, a, with an animal? We'll get to that in Mitzvah Shem at the end of today's daf. Okay, back in the Mishnah. And the final, the eighth din, is the din of Shabbos. Now, we have the Aseros Adibis recorded twice, which will be part of our sugya, and we're going to call the Dibris Rishoynes and the Dibris Achroynes. We're not speaking about the broken tablets. We also got two sets of tablets. We're referring to the Aseros Adibris being recorded the first time in Parshas Yisrael. That's called the Dibris Rishoynes. The Aseros Adibris are recorded again in Parshas Vos Chanan, the Dibris Achroynes. There are differences. There's actually a total of 17 words that the Dibris Achroinus have more than the Dibris Rishonus. That sometimes refer to that there is a toiv that we have in the Dibris Achroinus that we don't have in the Dibris Rishonus. By the way, there's also, there's actually the word toiv by the mitzvah of Kibbutz Avaim, Laman Yitavloch, is only written in the Aserasa Dibris. Right? That's the Kibbutz Avaim is the fifth Dibra in Pasha's Vos Chanan. But when it comes to Shabbos, there are differences, small differences. One difference will be is that the commandment for us to rest on Shabbos is not only on the person. It's Ato Vincho Vitecho Vaabdcho Vamosecho. And then the Torah speaks about animals. However, in the Dibra's Rishoynes, the Torah says, Vichol Behem Techo. There's a mitzvah of Shvisas Behemtoi. There's no obligation for Shvisas Kalim. There is an obligation for Shvisas Behema. In the Dibras Achrenes, the Torah doesn't just say that your animals need to rest, meaning whatever we can do, they can do. For example, we cannot carry, they cannot carry. We cannot plow, they cannot plow. But the Torah in the Dibras Achrenes says the words that Shoircha, Vachamoircha, Ah, Vachol Behemtecha. So here we enumerate Shoircha, Vachamoircha, says the Mishnah, that none of my animals can work on Shabbos. The obligation for them to rest goes on everything. That's the eighth. And not only the Mishnah makes it clear, not only does it include all animals, but it, it includes all living creatures. If they belong to you, I... Now this question goes on all the eight. Now the truth is it doesn't actually go on all eight. When it comes to... Uh, when it comes to bird, we just learned that... Taka, we learned... That Kesev, Yashiv Luba'alov includes anything that has owners. Shoyre Chamoid, Shoyed, not Adam, Chamoid, not Kalem. But maybe to suggest the Gemara ended up that there's a Kasha, Boyd, 
Chamoir by Boyer, what Rabbi Yehuda Kasher, maybe this is what the Mishnah is addressing. That even there, why did the Torah have to mention it? Answers the Mishnah, which means the Torah speaks about the usual case. Usually people own a shirt v'chamoir. Like, you know, your Toyota Corolla or your Honda here in LA, whatever, whatever the normal car is, the Torah gives an example. The Torah gives an example of those animals that people ordinarily have, which is either a shayr or a chamayr, but it doesn't mean to exclude anything else. We'll leave it at that. We'll begin with the Gemara. Okay, Lenefilas Habayr says the Gemara. How do we know that the Balabayr is chayiv? We're just repeating the end of the sugya of Daf Nundala, Damadalaf, because it says, Kesev, Yoshev, Lebaalaf, Ksiv, that you have to give its value back to its owners, which means that for what are you obligated? Call the Islay Bailam, for anything that has owners. Kedamaran. And really, that includes even Daimim. Not only Behema Chayev Oif. Elama, you know why you don't have to pay for Daimim Lachachanim? Because Chamer excludes it. That's how we know that Shoyer Chamer doesn't only mean Shoyer Chamer, as we learned in Amadal. How do we know that Taka the Torah there says in Behema Imish Lo Yichya? How do you know that it includes Chaya? How do you know that it includes Ifus? Because the Torah doesn't just say Behema. The Torah adds the words Im, Im Behema, Im Ish Lo Yichya. So, so once so we say that Chaya. I'm sorry, it's not from the Im. It's from Bechaya Bechlal Behema Havyom, before the end. First of all, Behema, this is a very important rule. When the trader uses the word Behema, we know, and here Rashi brings down a Pasik in Parshas Re'ei, where the trader is speaking about the din of Kashros for the second time. So I'm quoting inside the first Rashi in the Gemara. Chai Bechlal Behema Dechsev, Zois HaBehema Asher Techeilu. And right words it says in Ayol now, these are animals that are not behemoths. They're non-domesticated animals. So right after the Torah says, the zois ha we enumerate a tzvi. A tzvi is a deer. A deer is a chayim. So we see that chayim b'chal behema. So that's how we know chayim. And now the Gemara says, since it says im behema, im ish, the im is to include even birds. Now, the third din in the Mishnah. Correct, but here it does. Litashlume kefal. When you have to return, not only what you re- stole, but double, as we mentioned, a, pa- a parsha, a pasik and parsha's mishpatim. Imimotze, simotze, biyode, hageneva. The Torah says, Mishoir atzeh, Mishoir atchamar atzeh, chayim, shnaim yishalem. How do we know that? Kedomrinon. Because since it says, alkol dvar pesha, for any matter of liability, in other words, klau, to get into semantics, it doesn't exactly mean klal. It's also chazardat. So we have Rabbi Shmuel, klal prato klal. We say this before davening, hopefully every day. And then we have Rabbi Kiva that doesn't learn klal prato klal. He learns ribui miut ribui. The word ribui means it's a generalization. And a generalization, if you understand a general word, not under the label of klal, but under the label of ribui, it includes even more. So here, actually, we're going to learn this later in the Masech. The klal means ribui. That the word al kol dvar pesha by theft includes mamash everything. It's kol dvar peshiyah. Anything for which there can be a liability that you stole. No, there's an owner, and the owner lost because you took it, and that's the worth of a pruta. You got to pay back double. The fourth thing in the Mishnah, Lashavasavedon, because it says in Parshas Kiseitzei, 
it concludes after the Torah gave the four examples of Chamor, Shor, Seh, and Silma. Simla, the Torah says, that you have to give back anything that your friend lost. Clearly, anything that your friend lost, you have to return. And by the way, it doesn't only include it fact includes anything. Because the Torah also adds the words Simla, which this is a din. You find today something, an object, a doimim, you got to give it back. The, the fifth din in the Mishnah was Leprika, the mitzvah of unloading an animal, and any animal. I, the Torah, use the words Kisira Chamoir Soina'acha. Maybe it's only a donkey, says the Gemara Yalef, Chamoir Chamoir Mishabes. In the second, Dibrois, in Parshas Vos Hanan, as we mentioned, when the trader is giving us the mitzvah of Shvisas Behemtoi, the trader doesn't only say Vachol Behemtecha, but the trader over there says, Leisasimulach, etc., etc., Shoircha, Vachamoircha, and that Chamoircha is extra. The trader wrote the Chamoircha in Dibrois Achreinus to use that as Exedeshova Chamoircha to the Chamoir that we have in the mitzvah and Parshas Mishpatim of. Right? Even though the Torah said Chamoir, it doesn't only mean Chamoir. Everything is going to come from Shabbos. Later we're going to have to prove that Shabbos Taka means everything. But once we know that by Shabbos, Chamoir doesn't only mean Chamoir, so we apply the same by Shabbos. Likewise, by Chasima, when the Torah says, Leisachasoim, Shoir Vedishoy, Apostolic and Parshish Kiseitsei, Shoir, Shoir, how do you know all animals? Again, Yalav Shoir, Shoir, Mi Shabbos. In the Dibras Achreinus it says, V'shoircha, it was not needed. By Shabbos, Shoircha doesn't only mean Shoircha. So we have a Gezeir Shava that the, the, the negative commandment of not muzzling an animal while it works in your field goes to all animals. Likewise, Kalayim, and again, we're referring to all Kalayim, the Gemara speaks it out. E the Kalayim, the Chadisha, regarding the love of plowing with two different animal types together that we're not allowed to do in Parshish Kiseitzei, Yalaf Shoircha Shabbos. Again, it says in the Torah, in Vo'es Hanan, V'shoycha V'chamarcha. The V'shoycha is not needed. The Torah says there, V'chol V'hemtecha. Ikalayim D'harvaam. Here we also have a Gzeda Shavah from Shabbos. Yalav V'hemtecha V'hemtecha M'shabbos. No, it's not that it's not needed. The Torah says, V'hemtecha V'shabbos. The Shvisa's Behema means everything. So the love of Harvaam, of mating or crossbreeding goes on all animals. So everything now, the last few dinim of the Mishnah are learned from Shabbos. So says the Gemara Vigabah Shabbos Minolon, the Tanya, Rabbi Yisrael, in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, that Bedibras for the Shoinois and Parshas Yisrael, regarding the fourth Dibra of Shabbos, it says, Abducha, Ba'amoscha, Uvehemtecha, this is all the negative. The Pasuk begins, Loi Sasimulachem, Ato, Uvincha, Uvitecha, Abducha, Ba'amoscha, Uvehemtecha, Period. Very general. However, after the same intro, the Torah says, So the question is, Why did God even have to give them as an example to tell you, meaning by the doesn't only mean it's also and that's something as we will see in the Gemara. Rashi says, look inside Rashi, If a person owns a chayev oif, they have to rest on Shabbos. Rashi says, By the way, there's in Rashi, As a rule, whenever Rashi says the words, It means a little bit later. 
Whenever the Rashi uses the words Likame, it means immediately now. The Gemara is going to right away ask, how do you know Chayva Oifa? Just like by Shabbos, it will right now be established the Isur Shvisas Behemtoi or the Chiyuv of Shvisas Behemtoi is on all of your living beings. Af Koil, Koil means, like we said, the, the Mitzvah of Prika in the, in the Isur of Chasima. Chayev Oif Kayyitz Behem. So now asks the Gemara, Eimo, Behem, the Diversity Shoinois. Why don't we say that when the Torah says in Parshas Yisroi, V'chol Behem Techo, that should be a cloud. Then when the Torah says, Shoircha V'chamoircha, in Diversity Shoinois, that should be viewed as a Prat. And as the top Torah in the Amit speaks out, that even though we have a rule that we can't use Klau Prat or Klau Prat or Klau when the Psukim are very far apart. Here the Gemara is asking, why don't we say it's a Klau Prat? I, one is in Yisrael and one is in Veschanon. Says Toysvus, let's read it inside. That cannot be made. But that doesn't apply to the Aseres Adibrois. Why not? Because the Achroinois, Vireshoinois, Chadomilsehi, the Zacher, Veshomer, Bediburechad, Nemru. When we, when we say in, 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 by Shabbos Friday night, we say Shomer v'Zacher v'Dibur Echad, we put Shomer before Zacher, that's because we're trying to form the name of the author of the, of the Tefillah. Right? Shloima, El Kabatz. So that's why we have to begin with the Shin. But really it's Zacher v'Shomer. Zacher v'Shomer, because in Yisrael it says Zacher, and in Vashanon it says Shomer. So Zacher v'Shomer v'Dibur Echad. So we consider them together. So we're back in the kasha. So why do you say it's a klal uprat? And the rule is, and it says the gemara klal uprat ein b'klal elamashu b'prat. Why don't we say only shorvech hamar in? Only my ox and my donkey have to rest. Midachnina, they don't have to rest. Amri, they answered, no, no, no. Right after the Torah says shorvech hamar in the dibras achrenes, it says another klal. V'chol behem techo the dibras achrenes chazer v'klal. So really, you have a klal uprat uklal. So we say, which means, just like the explicit examples of an ox and a donkey, are balichayim, they're living creatures, we are including any balichayim, that all living creatures that belong to me have to rest on Shabbos. I am not allowed to actively make them work on Shabbos. So now, asks the Gemara, one second, now we're going to have mamish a repeat. Of the last piece of Gemara we had, we had on Daf Nundalo Damadalot before we finished yesterday, why don't we say that the Prat that you are including, Ein Bechlal, Elohamashu Prat, is more limited, and the question is, it should not include birds. Why? Why don't we say the Ema, Maha Prat Mefoyrish, Shoir and Chamoir, they are things, Dover Shen Velosim and they are creatures that if they die without Shechita, their carcass gives of Tumah. For someone who touches it or carries it. The carcass is enough. You touch it, you're addition. Only, right, head of Shemesh. But you got to go to the mikveh. You got to wait until the night. Avkoil, that should only include in the mitzvah of Shvisas Behemtoi. Dover However, Avol Oifois, as we spoke out yesterday, interestingly, if birds die and they're dead without Shechita, they're not metamo. Now, as we mentioned, if the bird is of a kosher species and a person, God forbid, eats... Nevela, what's called in English, tray for birds, then there's a different tumor that when you swallow it, when it goes down the base of Leah, not only is it metama you, it's metama your begadim. And if the species to begin with is not kosher, then the chlal doesn't give off tumor. You're even the isr of eating uh, uh, nevela, what people call today treif, 
but there's no tuma. Birds don't give off tuma the way animals do. So the question is, why don't we exclude birds? So Amri, they answered, because if that would have been the case, the Torah should have only mentioned either shoir or chamoir. The Torah should have said, or v'chamoirecha. The fact that the Torah gave two examples, another prat is to include more. Why are we including more birds? Counters the Gemara, that's not a good answer. If the Torah gave two details that were unnecessary, so then we have the rule that when there's a klal, upratu klal, and the Torah gives more than one example in the prat, it's to include more things. But over here, both were needed. Why were they both needed? Because, hey, nichtoiv, which one should the Torah have written? Hey, nichtoiv, rachmana, ikhas of rachmana, shoyed. Had the Torah only written by Shabbos, shoyed, I would have have a mean, I would have thought that only karev, ligabim, isveyach, only an animal that could go on the altar, which are oxen, cows, and lambs and goats, only those animals have to rest on Shabbos. But she'ena karev legabam izbeach, I mistakenly would have said, loy, there's no shvisas behemtoi. Likewise, if the Torah only would have written chamoir, the chamoir is a non-kosher animal. Chamoir cannot exclude animals that don't go on the altar. But chamoir has another unique din, which is, ikas of rachmana chamoir, havamina kodesh bebechayra in. Only animals that have kedushas bechar, which are taka kosher animals, but in the non-kosher animal species, the only animal that has Kedushas Bukhar is a Hamar. But all other animals, She'ein Kaddish Bebukhayda. Let's say if a person owns, Ichmeis Nishvaz, a person owns a, uh, a beer, so then why? Then you shouldn't own a beer, that's a mazik. But if a person owns a Chaya, that's, or any animal, a Nangha? A dog, a Tashkayach. If you own a dog, then, uh, then a hostel, then why? So that's what the Torah wrote, right? So you're back to the question. Why don't you limit the, inclu- the Isur of Shvisas Behemoy only those that are equal to the Shor Vachamoy? Only animals, only creatures that give up Tumas Nevela. And let's exclude birds, answers the Gemara. We don't learn from a Klau Prato Klau. The words, Vechol Behem Techa, that's written, it says Shor Vachamoy Vechol, the vechol is the ribuyahu. As we said before, the ribuy. It's an amplification. And amplification is more than a generalization, and we include everything. Everything, any living creature asks the Gemara vechol hecha, the cause of Rahmana koil, ribuyahu. It's not true. The word koil doesn't always include everything. Why not? Gaber maiser. And we're speaking here about a Pasuk and Pasha Sri'ei. We read this on Yantiv. The Torah uses the word koil, the kadashin and lei, beklaluprat. We don't say koil is a riboy, but we actually make a klaluprat. What's the pasig of Maiser Sheni? The pasig there is speaking about the right that the owner of Maiser Sheni produce has. If the person is far away from Yerushalayim and he can't schlep the, the produce there, you can redeem it on money. And then the Pasuk says, Venosato hakesev, and then you have to take the money to Yerushalayim. And when you come to Yerushalayim, the Torah says, Venosato hakesev, you spend the money, Bechoyl asher tava for anything that your soul desires, and that's a cloud. Then the Pasuk, in the same Pasuk, the Pasuk gives examples, Babakar, Bakar means dafka, cows, or oxen, Batsoin, Soin here refers to both sheep and goats, Bayayin u'bashaychur, that's a prat, and then the t- same Pasuk says, For everything that your soul wants, is requesting. 
So Chazor v'Klal. And we learn that Klal Prato Klal, Iyatodon Eleke Enaprat. By the way, you cannot use the money for anything, anything, for everything. You cannot buy it for everything. It has to be somehow limited to the Prat, which is that Maha Prat Nefaitish, which is, there are two criteriums. Number one, look at this expression. We learned this already together. Primi Pri. Primi Pri, something that comes from something else that could be eaten, which is like it. So Rashi explains, Primi Pri, Vlad Vladis, a child that in itself comes from a child. For example, wine comes from grapes. Grape is also a fruit. So the, so the wine is a fruit of a fruit. Or Sheikhar, they were speaking about beer. Those days they made beer from dates, beer from tamarim. And, and, and what does that exclude, Rashi says? That excludes kimehim, upitriyos, truffles and mushrooms. Even though they grow off a tree, we don't consider them coming from the tree. They come from water, they come from humidity. They don't come from a fruit itself. Or water, water is water. Water doesn't give birth to water. Water gets recycled, but water is not called primi pri and salt. In other words, a person cannot use maizashene money to buy mushrooms, to buy truffles, to buy water or salt. And in criterion number two, gedule karka, only something that grows. All the examples of Tzedek gives us something that grows. I, animals don't grow from the ground. So we learned that Rashi, I forgot which Masechta, animals live off vegetation that grows off the ground. What does it exclude? It excludes fish. Fish eats from the water or from stuff in the water. It doesn't eat directly from gedule kaka. Kashas, we'll leave that for another time. And, and the din is, Afkoil, what could you use Maiser Shani money for? Only primi pri v'gedule karka. Now the question is, if the words v'chol, v'chol is a riboy, why are we limiting it to the klal prato klal? Why don't we use from the words v'chol that you can use Maiser Shani money for everything? Including truffles and mushrooms and salt, water and salt and, and fish. So Amri, they answered, look at this. That in the Pasuk in the A, by Maiser Shani, the trader uses the words Beh, with a base. Bechoil asher ta'av anavshecha. Or, ubechoil asher tish'ol chanavshecha. It's base chaflamet. Look at the digduk here. That's only a klola. But in the Aseres Adibris, the trader doesn't use the words Bechoil. The trader uses with a vav. The key is only coil. Coil is ribuyahu. To understand the answer, you have to know digduk. Or, if you're going to tell me you didn't go to a teacher that taught you digduk, you don't understand. Bakoil, vikoil, it's all the same. So he says, however, here in the Seder Sadibris, it's ribuyahu. Why? Just write what you wrote in the first commandments. And Vikasa, when you write the words Vikhal Behemtecha, in the first Dibris, not only does the trader not mention Shorcha Vachamarcha, the trader doesn't say the words Vikhoil Behemtecha. Just says Behemtecha, U Vehemtecha. The whole word is extra. Now the Gemara says, Hashta Diomart Koil Ribuhu. Now that you explain that the, the word coil in the Dibris Achroinus, in the second Dibris, is completely extra and it includes everything. So now the question is, and answers the Gemara Mamash what we learned before. You're right, they're not needed. They are only used for the Gzeda Shava. Shor is to teach you Shor Shor Lachasima. 
that the isur of muzzling goes on everything because of the gzeda shava. Chamoy lagmude, like we just learned before, chamar chamar leprika. Behem tocha lagmude, behem tocha behem tocha leklayim. Ah, so now the Gemara asks, and we spoke out that question before. Ihachi afilo adam litzar. Why is a man allowed to pull a wagon with an animal? Why don't we apply the isur of loy sachsoim? Not loy sachsoim. That the isur of why don't we say that an, a person and an animal cannot pull a wagon together? Why did we learn in a Mishnah? Whether you're plowing, whether you're stam schlepping, you can work together with an animal. That the Yid that lives in the city called Papu, Papu, or Papuna, so the Papunai knows the answer. Who's Papunai? Yumanu? Ravacha Bar And what is the answer? Oh, because since it says by Shabbos, in the Dibra Sachroinus, Laman Yonuach, in order for you to rest. And who's the you? So the Torah says, Abducha, Va'amoscha, Komoichon. And it is from over here that we compared a slave to an animal. They are both obligated to rest. So we learn that when it comes to man, man is only compared to animals only for the mitzvah of resting on Shabbos. I made a hekish. And says that last Rashi in the Amit. Because when we're speaking about Adam, by the Ten Commandments, by the way, the Adam was mentioned separately. But here we're speaking about the the Lamanya Nuach Avdecha. Avdecha is like a behemoth only for resting on Shabbos. So there's a special exclusion and not for anything else. So a man is allowed to work with an animal to plow. A man is allowed to work with an animal to schlep. But when it comes to animals working with each other, even though the trader says, that's the din in the Mishnah. It really includes all different types of species cannot work together. Just to conclude that there are many Rishonim that understand that love, that that's one of the sources for Tzar Balachayim. Even though we say Tzar Balachayim Doiraisa, there's no love in the Torah that says Tzar Balachayim. So I think if I'm not mistaken, there's a total of eight sources from it. One of it happens to be from the Parsha of the week. When the Malach told Bilam, why did you hit your donkey? That's one of the sources. I think the Rambam brings that source of Tzar Balachayim. And the other is the, you know, the Rishonim that, that give Tameha Mitzvahs. Why is it that Loisachrish, right? Because it gives the animal pain. Why does it give the animal pain? Because one animal is stronger than the other. So the, the Shoyr is going ahead. So the Chamoyr is called the Chamoyr for a reason. He's a Chamoyr. Because if you wanted to be a Chamoyr, you wouldn't care if the other guy is doing most of the work. You'll be happy. But the Chamoyr is in pain that it can't keep up. It's in pain. So it's Sarbal Haim, to be continued.